Welcome to HR in the Car with Miriam Duchesne and Tom Shin of Alant Workforce Solutions, where exciting HR professionals and business leaders share laughter, insider stories, and maybe even a few tears about HR in today's world. Buckle up for the best half hour of your week. Wow, a year's gone by in a flash, hasn't it? Time flies when you're having fun. Well, we're here again for our wrap-up show. Not again, but we're here today for our wrap-up show for Season 1 of HR in the Car, brought to you by Alant Workforce Solutions. So we're excited to talk about different things that we've come across over the course of the year, how the show's evolved, what new experiences we've had, fun stories we've learned about folks. I took some notes. Uh, You don't get to see them because I'm hiding them here. But um, Miriam and I are going to share a little bit of some of our favorite pieces here. You can look at my chicken scratch (laughs) if you want. It's all good. I won't be able to read it anyway. uh, I think to me, the couple of things that stood out most was those wild and crazy thoughts about folks that you never knew. Like Joe Marie's nunnery piece. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I loved how John Kuznia talked about being a cardiothoracic surgeon as his intro piece. And then, of course, Jen Massey's uh, toolkit that she brought to us, which we carried for the rest of the season. Yep, absolutely. What were some of your highlights? Oh, gosh. Well, John Baggy is always a favorite of mine because he um, has great stories because he's a labor attorney. I mean, we have our wonderful favorite guests of the season here today, which is why we asked them all to come back because we probably could have talked to each one of them for two hours or more, and they're all doing great things. So that's a highlight for me. And honestly, another highlight for me is just the feedback that we've gotten in the community. A lot of people come up to me and they'll be like, oh, I I listen to your podcast. And we've actually made connections through the podcast. So what I mean by that is not us making connections, but... A person came up to me yesterday and said, oh, I met Betty. And I was like, oh, how'd you meet Betty? Well, she heard me on your podcast, so she reached out to me because she wanted to meet me. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, a, like basically a segue for people to meet each other. And I had a, a woman in an event we were at yesterday come up to me. She's like, hi, I listened to your podcast. And I was like, like almost like, like fangirl in a way. And it was like so sweet. And I was like, wow, people actually like this. You get that little giddy moment <clears throat> when somebody says, I listened to you. You're like, wait, what? You, you know who we are? Yes. So I think those are some of the highlights for me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting an update from our wonderful guests, Joe and Catherine and Trent, and, um, and just talk just a little bit about, more about what they're doing, and then we'll have like a, a nice little conversation. We ask them to ask us a couple of questions and things that they might be interested in knowing, whether it's personal, professional, about us or not about us. That's okay, too. Um, but uh, so, yeah. Yeah, we're excited. So welcome Joe Bonilla from hey. Motor Oil <laughs> Coffee and Relentless Awareness. <laughs> and Catherine Hovers here from the Palette Community and Paint and Sip up in Saratoga. And Trent Griffin, ugh, I'm going to butcher your name. We'll try that again. And Trent Griffin Broff, Tech Valley Shuttle, among his many other operations. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Great to be here. Yes, indeed. Joe's got a radio voice. He does. Joe's turned on his radio voice. Yeah, cannot compete with that. (laughs) (laughs) Or as Tom would say, fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. So is everyone a serial entrepreneur, like has multiple businesses? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and we didn't realize that when we asked you all to come back, but now that we're all sitting together, we're like, oh, look what we did. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're all crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, but that's what makes you great, right? Mm-hmm. So, Joe, tell us a little bit about um, everything that you've been working on. I know you opened at least two more. 
Uh, so when I came on the show last, we had just opened up State Street in Albany. You had and, opened that one. Yes. Okay. And mm-hmm. since then, we opened up, at the time of this recording, uh, Madison Avenue in Albany uh, yes. two days ago. And Is the wine ready yet on that one? Very soon. Okay, later. Okay. Yeah, late, very, very soon. You, you have my cell phone I, number, right? I do. <laughs> You'll be one of the first to know. Wine and coffee, just mix yeah. them together. Right? And then yes. we have two more opening, one in Stillwater in a partnership with Upton Coffee. That will open up in two more weeks. And then Slip 12 in downtown Albany in about six weeks. So we'll have five in total by the end of the summer. Let's go. Wow. Yeah. Let's go. Catherine knows all about that. Oh, she yeah. had her multiple paint and sips run in and trying to... Control the universe in the in that space. <laughs> yes, global yes. domination, right? Yes, global yes, exactly. Um, and I will never, ever, ever be in the food service business again. <laughs> <laughs> we we killed our cafe at the end of twenty one, and it is just not what I want to do. So, um, kudos to you because it it takes it's a lot of work. It's a lot. And um, and yeah, I'm just I'm better on the other side of the counter. So drinking lots of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Drinking lots we need of coffee. Lots of those. Drinking yeah, lots, lots of, of wine. Yeah, but no, um, but yeah. So. so Catherine, when you were here last, you literally came from forty under forty to do our podcast. Mm. And I had the pleasure of celebrating you just a few weeks ago and the category of women of excellence, which I, of course, am also a member of that um, that what would we call it? Sorority, alumni. alumni. Mm. Either way. Mm. So tell us what else you've been up to. Yeah. Um, so that was like a whirlwind. And that was also like the week of or the week after um, I was on the cover of the Albany Business Review. Oh, that's right. So there was a lot of attention yes. um, on me. Mm-hmm. And I like to like create attention, but not necessarily like on me. You know, like I'm of the mindset, like I like to spotlight others. Um, so it was a lot like emotionally turbulent for and a lot of imposter syndrome like what what is this you know is this like really valid you know so there were some things I had to work through but yeah and it, if it was up to me I probably would have spread that press out a little mm-hmm. a little yeah, more you're, you're right. all it's over for like a three week like, span like, yeah. like Catherine 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 right yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah, which I appreciate and I love and you know it feels awesome just to be able to have that platform to share about our community and what we're doing and all the awesome people that um, are doing things too so um, but yeah I mean the reporter from Albany Business Review she called me in January to basically say they wanted to do this profile piece on me and so of course I, I come from a place of yes mm-hmm. um, and I was like yeah sure whatever and she goes but like let me tell you more about how in depth this will be this will be like you know three to four days of me following you shadowing you mm. your every move oh boy and she was serious and so <laughs> I, I'm an all in person so I said yes and I, you know we went with it but yeah she showed up at my house at like 7.30 in the morning mm. on a day when I didn't realize that the two little ones didn't have school mm. and it was also like a parent teacher conference mm. day so that was mm. perfect she right. sat in she, <laughs> right, right, she right. like literally sat in in you know the chair with this parent with the teacher and talked all about like about Think my about parenting yeah. Yeah. yeah about my parenting about my parenting yeah, yeah. Oh, no. so, so, yeah. So, and so like my my husband travels for work a lot so he wasn't around for that so yeah so Sam um, sat in 
And she asked questions too. So I thought that was like, you know, whatever. I'm an open book. Did she give you parenting tips along the way about homework? (laughs) No, but around three o'clock that day, she, um, like I had packed lunches and stuff for my kids to to eat. But um, at around three o'clock, she's like, do do you like stop to eat? And Mm. I was like, oh yeah, um, let's just like, let's do a little drive-through action and I'll feed you. And I'll feed you. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I, I am just go, go, go all day, every day. I don't have much of a gap in between and I've really integrated like my home life and my personal life in with the business so um so yeah she she was she was here for it the whole the whole <laughs> she was here for three for days it. she was here <laughs> for it. Wow. yeah there's a lot love it yeah. Fred, what about you um man since the last time I was on the show uh probably the biggest thing is been the uh, SBA mm-hmm. naming me the small business person of the year for upstate New York. Um, that's probably been the biggest thing. Um, there's some other things that are coming down the pipeline I can't even speak on yet because it hasn't come out. Um, we're good. We're good. You can tell <laughs> us. Yeah. I wish I could, but I'm cl- I got to be closed mouth about things. <laughs> yeah. So, um, started working with a PR firm, um, doing a lot more. Um, spreading kind of the nuggets out about what we're doing, uh, helping uh, returning citizens, and um, that's gathering a lot of attention. Uh, yesterday, I think I actually just did a, I was a keynote for a web series for the uh, for the Department of Labor and Workforce GPS, had about 1,200 uh, leaders in HR from across the nation um, on the call, connecting with a couple from, from different states and um, hopefully be able to uh, share my knowledge across the nation. Yeah, we great. were talking about you yesterday because we That's did... That's why my ears were ringing. <clears throat> That's why they were ringing. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we were talking about uh, an event that we want to do towards the end of the year, kind of in, in coupling with our hiring index, which we just did event um, more recently. And one of the, the participants came up afterwards and she said, you know, it would be a really interesting event if you incorporated individuals who are working with or have had success stories with underserved, underprivileged, marginalized, second chances type um, demographics Mm -hmm. and how it's working. And so we just sat down and we started scribbling. We're like, we need to talk to Trent. We need to talk to this person. We need to talk to that person. But you were on our list for that because, you know, when I think second chances and I think, you know, hiring people who have been formerly incarcerated, you're the first person I think of because your story and the success that you've had is, um, I think, really compelling and more employers need to continue to change their mindsets and they're not there yet. We were just talking about it today that employers say all the right Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. had a conversation with a client where they're like, Mm -hmm. we really want, you know, diverse background and we're not just talking skin color. We're talking, you know, of all backgrounds and everything. Mm -hmm. And then we said, so if we had a candidate that was neurodiverse... Well, they have to communicate well, and they have to fit in with us, and they have to be, you know, with our culture. So it's like, okay, right. you don't get well, it. Well, that's just yet. it. They, they talk about it, yeah. their culture, which is not inclusive, well, is what and, they just described. And that's really what it comes down to, building a culture, the right culture that supports, empowers, and in doing so, you, you will become an employer of choice. People are going to want to come to your organization but it has to be in alignment with your view, your values, your mission. All of those things have to be in alignment and for it to work for any of these different yep. uh, populations. You know? Absolutely. And you were featured more recently in the business review too, I think. Yeah. It was like more of, but it wasn't just you. It was the entire I was just about to company. Say that. Yeah. And which I'm like, was great. You, I, like, I, 
I'm naturally an introvert, so like even if you see me in a lot of settings, like group settings, awards, any of that, I'm typically gonna try to find somewhere where I could kind of be alone to myself somewhere. Um, I do know how to be outgoing, but naturally, I just naturally like to kind of be alone. Wallflower. Um, <laughs> Kath is not a wallflower. She's not a wallflower. You could be, though, but you yeah. might just be like me and be able to step out your shell and do it at such a good rate, a way that people don't notice it. But um, I so, usually crash, like af especially after Woman of Excellence. I was like, I was just going to say, usually I hear yeah. Yeah. introverts that act extroverted in situations sometimes like it drained afterwards yeah, yeah. and the and the pressure right so like mm -hmm. you you know you see people come up to you and say like oh I listened to your podcast and you know it, th that's that's like a responsibility and, mm -hmm. and yeah. you know people are listening to you they're mm -hmm. they're taking what you're saying and they're going out and acting on it which you know could be a bad thing so you just have to be careful you know what you do put out into the world so I'm try to be very thoughtful intentional of like being a good role model you know and making sure that um, and, and the other piece too is like the transparency, right? Mm. Like I'm not mm. gonna stand up on a stage and pretend like I have all the answers and I know what the hell I'm doing. Um, and I think that you know to be accessible to other people to like just to bestow on me their wisdom and mm. shared experiences mm. is huge. And I also think people see you out and about, and you too, Joe. And it's like it's inspiring, and it, and it gets other people, but giving them the you know confidence to put themselves out and put their messages out, and you know just like we're leveling the bar, I think, or let, well, I think raising, the, raising, raising the bar. Raising the bar. Yeah. Raising the bar. And you're removing the fear, right? You see what's possible. Yes, certain things have to fall into place, but you see what's possible with the right energy, the right effort, the right support network. Right, and that's something. That's one of the reasons mm -hmm. we started the podcast was to share stories, share successes of different folks that maybe not everyone gets to sit down for coffee with, mm -hmm. or sit down and have a glass of wine with, and just get to know and feel like they're part of the conversation. Well, I didn't get a glass of wine. Sorry, the wine. I definitely want the wine. Well, and I think what's super important is um, we grew up. I mean, you guys aren't that far removed from my age. You're probably you and I are probably the closest in age. But you guys aren't far behind. I'm 38. I'm 39. You're 39? Mm -hmm. I'm a lot older. I'm a lot older, too. All right, sorry. Oof. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. Sorry to squish <laughs> that dream. I have the shortest hair. Let me redo. Let me read. But what I'm saying is, edit, edit. society has all taught us that things in our in our background or things that we've experienced may not be of the right mind. So for example, you were formerly incarcerated and you talk openly about it. You suffered from um bitches. No, you suffered from <laughs> postpartum. Girls. Postpartum. Postpartum, yes. That and too. that's you know <laughs> when I, I heard was that with the bitches too. <laughs> but when I yes, you did have that too. But what I'm talking about <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh no. Off the rails. Oh, I, and suffered, off, like, I suffered from yeah. But my point is is you talked about it, and mm. that's something that doesn't get a lot of attention. Mm. For years I tried to not have any attention brought to my lack of education. Mm. And, you know, for me, because that was like a sticking point in my life where I didn't have a college degree and everybody around me had college degrees. And so I guess that I'm not as worthy mm. because I didn't have a college degree. Mm -hmm. And that's bullshit. So the fact that you are bringing attention to your background so that other people can relate to it and look up to you guys as these things are possible for me too, I think is super, super important. And it's part of the reason why I love you all. 
Yeah. So. I was actually having a conversation with someone who is in the process of opening up a co-working space of, you know, female focus organization, like similar to Palette. And I'm so all about collaboration mm-hmm. and like not reinventing the you. wheel. If I can I share you. something yep. with anybody, yep. like call me up, I'll, I'll tell you all the things and all the mistakes I made, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. doing a cafe Absolutely. first. Anyway, um, so. So anyway, she's with a lot of what we do at Palette is like ongoing consulting and coaching with our members because the mission is to advance each of them in business and in life. And they all have different needs, issues, wants, goals, et cetera. And um, this woman who I was talking to, she's like, well, well, what what expertise or what experience do you have or credentials do you have to, to be consulting people? And I was like, I don't have any credentials. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I mean, I just have like, you know, my own experience. experience. Yeah, I was just right, going to say right. lived experience, yeah. I but think. I just got these businesses that I know, you can come by have, and see. Right, you know? right, 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 right. But my, my point, though, is that like, you know, she was of an older generation mm-hmm. and it was like you had mm-hmm. to have the credentials. You had mm-hmm. to have that, that you know, certificate of mm-hmm. whatever to, to then feel confident enough to go and do the damn thing. So, and I think that younger generations up and coming, and I would love to talk to y'all about this and how we get these young people to stay in our community um they're they're foregoing college they're not yep. getting the certificate mm-hmm. they're just mm-hmm. like putting themselves out there it's mm-hmm. like a lot of flexible work gig economy like they're yep. not staying with a job for yep. 35 years and nope. you know Better so it's like a totally too, different um beast and i i think it's awesome i think it's more of like an entrepreneurial mindset 100%. where it's like just you know you get one life and like why if if school's not for you then don't waste your time there mm-hmm. absolutely um, so, Joe, let's talk about. So, you have two very different businesses, in my three, opinion. Technically. Three, mm. oh, it's sorry. two bones deep as well. So, all three. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, why? Why all three? <laughs> I just can't stop. You know, and that's the thing is like, I look at this as, you know, when we started Relentless. 11 years ago was because the same thing. It's like I tried doing the whole job route. It didn't work. And then we just created my own path from there, you know, with Rich. And then with Motor Oil, we were a little bad <laughs> with that. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the one where it was like, you know, and the same thing is like when you're in food and hospitality, it's a whole different thing. You got to be in it. You have to see it. And again, most people are like, you know what, I'll do the one and done. And then we have five. And, <laughs> and, we, never, and we never had any plans of doing that. Now, was um, motor oil about the coffee or about the hospitality piece? It both ends now because we're doing farmer's markets, we're doing events, we're doing retail, we're doing wholesale, we're doing the whole thing. Uh, and then we have franchising on top of that. That's going to start very soon. So, mm-hmm. And then so we yeah, always so. Refer, refer to those two as like the older kids. And then there's two <laughs> buttons deep. Yeah. And I play an integral role in their back end operations, make sure they get out of trouble. Yeah. But have <laughs> helped you know, shape their route to becoming a business from just an idea of two, you know, kids from Saratoga County on social media to now one of the fastest growing outlets in upstate New York. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. so it's but it's again it's it's I, what I love about it and I love about even this whole process with motor oil coffee and with two buttons deep is it's truly still a startup. And mm-hmm. my work at Relentless, we've worked with startups. We've worked with startups to, you know, Fortune 500. And you get to see every little bit of it. Yeah, from every, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the what the WTF, all of that mm-hmm. together. So, Joe, which, which one is, uh, which one do you feel is like the most impactful and the, the one that's going to be the one you ride off into the sunset? Probably Motor Oil Coffee. Yeah, I think really? the thing with Relentless is that we it's a very high-touch business. 
Um, you know, we have 44 clients and it requires a lot because it's every single day. There's concerns where it's like, okay, this is a, you have one client that's doing great product announcement. Another client got arrested. Another client, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, oh, might, be, help that might be a factory <laughs> explosion, whatever it could be. And in that role, if you are a, a counselor, you're a critic, you're an advisor, you're, you're meant to shepherd them through the process. Mm. And I always tell folks when they, like, it, it, when we're going through crisis come especially, again, it's like, you got to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be able to help mm-hmm. you, you got to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's like, but I will tell you what I'm like, no, tell me everything. Right. And it's not right. meant to judge. It's meant to shepherd you through that path. And again, it, we've been doing it for 11, going on 12 years by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. It, that's, that's a, it's an exhausting business um, because we have clients all across the country. So if there's one that's going to set me off to the top, it's going to be motor oil coffee because it's, it's, it's enjoyable. It's feel good. Everybody loves a good cup of coffee. It's not controversial. It's good. Yeah, well, it's not yeah, controversial. Yeah, it, Until right, you start it. putting olive oil in your coffee. Yeah, we're not going to do that. No, it's disgusting. <laughs> no. My daughter came home and she was like, what the hell yeah. are they doing? And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, just don't drink it. Somebody tries different things. Yeah. I like what you said there about just diving in and getting folks to be honest with you, not from a truth and lie standpoint, but to open up and disclose things. And so many business relationships, I'm only going to give you this 10% because Mm -hmm. this is is what I want you to think of us, right? I don't want you to know what's under the hood. We run into it from a hiring standpoint. I know every business with every vendor runs into that from a partnership Mm -hmm. standpoint. Like we, we work with Paul and we work with Adam here at Over It. And it's like, they know our business. Yeah. Inside and out. Right? Yeah, they know when scary. we go off the rails. They know when we don't. <laughs> but no. that, that creates the most truthful and open and honest relationship that you can you can be called out on your crap, but mm-hmm. they also tell you when you're doing great. That's well, and I think those are the best business relationships is the true partnerships. And when we talk to an organization, we talk about, listen, we want to be your trusted partner. Mm-hmm. You, you're you their trusted partner Correct. for PR. We're a trusted partner for recruitment. And if we're not a trusted partner and you just see us as a transaction, then we're probably not the right fit for you because the best relationships, the best success that both sides are going to have is when you have partnerships. Right. You got to walk together in that path. Like yeah. You were exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like an ode to just like how you live out your values day in, day out mm-hmm. in your business and in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think during COVID and in 2020 when like I f- essentially <laughs> was hitting the fan in yeah. all aspects of, of the world. And I think that the way that a lot of us showed up during that time is why we're still here and mm-hmm. relevant because we leaned into, you know, who we are, who our authentic, authentic selves are, what we believe in. And, you know, when you have the opportunity to put this stake in the ground and like share what you really give a <laughs> about it, you know, you only attract those types of people in your life. Um, so I, I really not I, I shouldn't I didn't mean to say I didn't say it see I stopped before I said something I was going to regret but Uh-oh. in some ways Uh-oh. in some ways you know COVID was you know a, a reckoning for a lot of people yeah I think it's let us all be comfortable on our own skin to some extent you saw a lot more entrepreneurs come out and try things try and fail try again try again stumble post it all Right, get new jobs. Right. Well, I think that I think there was there was such a. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when COVID hit, I remember laying in bed watching TV, and they were talking about these massive numbers of deaths, Mm -hmm. casualties, and it scared the (laughs) out of me. I was like, I said to my husband, I was like, I'm not leaving this house. I'm not going anywhere. And he's like, Miriam. 
that's silly. Like my husband's such a practical man, thank God, because I'm not. Um, but really, and I think a lot of people, they were affected by it. They lo- lost loved ones. I, I've lo- I lost colleagues. I mean, I vividly remember one of the first tragedies of COVID that I was connected to, and I sobbed. I just sobbed. But I think that also really was like, everybody was like, F this. Life is too short. I need to be happy. I need to take care of my people, my family, my life, my job. If I'm not happy, it did empower and embolden a lot more people to step out. And I think that's a good thing. I mean, we should all be living genuine lives. Like, that's not fun if you're not. I agree. That's, that's, that, go back to the article. So one thing they talked about was just that, like, as an employer, most employer, I remember someone told me a long time ago, uh, your employer will never pay you enough to be their neighbor or put you in a position to be their neighbor. And I just thought that was kind of unique. I was like, uh, I could see that, but that's unfortunate. And, you yeah. know, that's a that's a bad mindset. And, um, and so, like, one thing I'm experiencing notice, especially with uh, the population that I tend to, you know, really be passionate about is... The majority are entrepreneurs, and so there's really no, they're they don't see themselves working for someone forever, and um and I think employers, <laughs> I know employers better get hip to it, uh because like we were saying, <laughs> you better you better be willing to support your team's initiatives with their goals outside of work the same way they're supporting your goals and your visions inside mm-hmm. of work, mm-hmm. and I think as employers smarten up or get in tune to that, they'll see a lot more success with the the younger generation. You have to be flexible. You got to really pour into them and their their visions. And mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, they can learn so much from you if you embrace that. And then let them go. Uh, uh, like they're gonna go in and do whatever they want to do anyway. So. Yeah. If you can help them and groom them and they could be an asset for your organization, even if it is a year or two, that year you're going to get the best version of that person while they were with you. And that's all you could really ask for. And so I just think employers better get hip to it or, you know, they're going to find out real quick that it's no longer staying around for 20 years and giving a nice watch Mm. at retirement. Like those days. I want a nice watch. I mean, I tell tell people, you know, I I talk to employers and they'll say things like, oh, people don't want to work anymore. I'm like, they don't want to work for you. Right. Yeah. Right. They do That's want to the, work. Right, right, they right. just don't want to work for what you're offering. True. I think and we talk about that next generation piece. Like they're so used to, and you can look at Instagram or some of the other channels. That collaboration, right? I'm doing something. You're doing something. Let's do a. Po- I get hit up all the time for mm-hmm. stuff, and usually it's crooked and sideways and probably sketchy stuff. But <laughs> I don't. And he says yes to it. Right. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'll give it a try. Let's try to say. Yeah, I, I need a. I need a hair tie. Right. <laughs> But right, they're so used to collaborating and doing stuff and being creative. There's yeah. a lot of creative. I mean, you yeah. see digital creator as a as yep. a job. Yep. I'm like, all right, clearly you have a hundred thousand people following you and you're posting stuff. Something's yeah. going right. More than one thing. Agreed. So Agreed. that collaboration among businesses, I agree with you. I think that's a great point. It has to be. It's more, more again, more partnerships, less competition. And there's there's I believe there's enough business. I mean, the staffing industry in Albany. How many staffing firms are there in Albany? There's it's a sh- ton of y'all. Okay, thank you. There's a lot of you. But we're doing fine. We're getting fine. good use of that car horn. But yeah. We really yeah. are. Today's going to be a great car horn day. But it's also a a growing market. You know, there are more people. But like, that's I, the whole point. Like, there's enough business to no, go around. Yeah, Tom yeah. and I yeah, used I to share you. business often. I'll never forget the time where I was at a restaurant, 
having a lunch meeting. He comes into the same restaurant and happens to get seated right next to me <laughs> with a client he's working with. Mm. He leans over and introduces me to his client and says, you need to talk to her because she's the one that's going to help you with those jobs. I'll help you with these jobs. She has to be the one that helps with those jobs. He didn't have to do that. Mm. And he, I wasn't going to take his business away from him, but he knew that I was going to be the best partner. And it's, oftentimes I'd be like, you got to call Tom Shin when we weren't working together because that was more successful for, we were looking out for the best interests of our clients mm -hmm. and we were collaborating and we were helping each other and neither one of us went out of business. Nope. He did eventually come work for me yeah. though, by the way. <laughs> she brought, she brought me a couple of lunches. We went to Ginger Man once. Ginger Man, which yeah. is now the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, and we're, we went to uh, Milano's. The, no, oh, no the, the, the sushi place in, in the, same, in the yeah, same, same plaza. plaza. I forget the name of it. Up in Loudonville, mm -hmm. near the old paint set. We would get together with Kodo. Yeah, yeah. Get that's where the restaurant and... handoff was. Yeah, <laughs> I remember who it was. I remember who she was having lunch with too. Yeah. So one Crazy, of our former right? guests. Yeah, I know it. So, so I'm going to bring us back into our theme here with the HR in the car. I want to know, in the last since you've been on the show, or it could have been the last month, you pick the time frame. What was your most memorable flat tire moment, and what you got from it? Ooh. I didn't even know this no. was coming. No, I, I started with the, the thing, Trent first. Yeah. Can yeah. we redefine a flat tire moment? Something that went more awry than you wanted it to. It doesn't necessarily okay. have to be a success, <laughs> right? It can be just a or lesson. something you learned. Oh, yeah. 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 I got one. Well, it's not. Work. I mean, you could have had a flat tire too. I mean, you have lots of you have lots yeah, of. I mean, you have so, a fleet, right? Fair. I'm giving Knock you the air fresheners no, for no the whole fleet. Tires. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, right. He's like, no, yeah, that's right, my worst right, nightmare. Right. We don't need any any of that maintenance stuff. Um, one of the biggest things. Well, all right. So one thing we did is we we purchased a four property unit. Uh, this is outside of yep. the businesses. Mm -hmm. This is another business. And um, so we purchased a, a four unit in Troy, uh, city owned. And so me and my wife, we we, we, we buy city owned properties. Um, that was on the paper. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. My wife's mm -hmm. story. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so uh, actually that was court uh, uh, talking about collaboration. Uh, Catherine invited us to uh, the track and then my wife ended up connecting with someone and that's how all of that naturally just so it's Catherine's fault so yeah, yeah. No. Catherine. okay <laughs> the flat tire is my fault <laughs> the flat tire is your fault maybe no, so, let's hear uh, the rest of the story alright so back to the flat tire so we get this uh, four unit property um, when you own every city does it different and um, so this was the first time we bought a city owned in, in Troy and you don't get to see it it's a blind purchase what? all the way through so oh. you don't know what's no wrong pictures, with anything? Are, these, are these properties that are like they didn't pay their taxes like tax default so you pay up well, the, the land like, bank or yeah. I don't know how they become city owned properties I think that it, that does play a part yeah, my of dad it. does it well, we can talk about this you keep <laughs> yeah. going with your story right, right. because my dad does this in New Orleans and he's it's 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 unbelievable how yeah. many people just don't pay their their taxes, their property and then taxes, they lose it, and they lose their yeah. house. It's true, and so and so uh, so we get this property. Finally, go. They don't even have a key to the property. Like we close, and there's no key. They're just like figure it out, and so uh, so we run and run. right, right, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, that, that's what hey, we're on video. We got to get inside. So we get inside. Boom, boom, boom. We're getting in. I have a locksmith come. He's getting us in. The one door we can't get in. I'm oh like, God, what's no. wrong? What is wrong with this door? Like, there's some. It feels like something's jamming it. Then you. St then we heard a dog bark. <gasps> oh, like, no. what's going on here? 
And then, so finally, I'm like, you know what? Someone's in the in the apartment. And oh, so, somebody's staying there. Right. So we, we purchased an apartment with someone, a house with someone in it. Now, that's not even the, the, the crazy part, part, right? <laughs> so now we, we're dealing with that, but we're starting the renovation process. One day I come in with the contractor. My wife is with me. Contractor's with me. We're walking upstairs. We just walked uh, two of the units. We're going up to, to one of the units. Soon as I come in, there's someone like laid out on the floor. Like, and I'm like, the the, the contractor said, are they dead? And as oh. soon as they said that, then the person was like, I'm not dead. And then, <laughs> 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 like, and then just starts Ghost rising out of the floor. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not dead. dead. <laughs> and then just starts getting up. I'm like, what is going on here right now? And so oh, no. come to find out the it, it hadn't it looked like it was boarding up properly. They didn't board it up properly, so it was just a board there. Individuals in the community knew that, and this has been a vacant property for some time, so they would just come in, and this was the spot. Crash. And so, yeah. yeah, the crash spot. So um, so that's been an interesting uh, thing to navigate. Um, you know, we're still in the process of navigating. Well, because they have done. squatter's rights? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you don't have to, they, they don't have to leave. No, squatters, they might have more rights than we have. Wow. Like, interesting. It's very, it's, it's very interesting uh, arena to be in. So that sounds more like four flat tires. Oh, a yeah. little knocking in the engine. Yeah. 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 Oh, I could keep going. I have a car that's knocking the engine <laughs> right now. I could keep going. Like, it, it, as we all not know, the shuttles. They, this is just no, this yeah. is personal. This <laughs> right. is personal. Yeah, the shuttles and, are in very fine working right, condition. Those are fine. Those are all fine. <laughs> this is personal. This is a personal vehicle, but people always see all of the the glitz, the glamour, but they don't see all of the stuff that takes place yeah. behind the closed scenes, yep. the flat right. tires. So yeah. that's my flat tire story. Right, and you're going to recover from those. It's oh, 100%. Not, you know, it's most... a flat tire. It's going to get fixed, and then right. eventually exactly. you'll be right back on the road rolling again. So, yeah. all right. Look at that. Yes. Your turn, Catherine. Okay. Oh, my God. There are so many. I just right. have to... <laughs> point out that there are just so many failures um, or flat tires and I mean I think like I always say like failure is the mother of success so mm. you got to get through that before you can mm. get to the other side of it but I mean honestly when I started Palette I was hell bent on creating like this awesome coffee shop space where we could you know gather and do programming and stuff but the but the focus was just like going into a coffee shop and being you know, served a cup of coffee with a smile and a, hey, how are you? How's it going? Okay, great. Have a good day. Um, and it stemmed from me walking into coffee shops and not feeling like, mm. you know, supported. Like I needed, I didn't just need the caffeine. I needed like the a community. Love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, you know, I think we opened in June of 2019 and two months after we opened that cafe, is when I started talking about the co-working space on top of the cafe and building up this community for ourselves and what I needed in my life that was missing. And, you know, again, I don't have any regrets because I feel like you got to get one, you got to go through that, mm -hmm. you know. But essentially, we, I didn't need to build a coffee shop um, to build community. And, you know, it was like a very big dis, like disillusion for me. Like I felt like there needed to be this tangible place for people to go um, and a way to get them inside the space. Then we could have these like awesome conversations and build a community. So, you know, at the end of 2021, I ultimately decided to like kill the cafe, you know, and we, we did hand it off to, uh, 
a girl named Kelly. She opened up the Broadway Grind. It's still an operation in downtown Saratoga. And it's it's just was such a relief to, to be able to get that off of, of my plate. But I certainly felt like, oh, my gosh, you hear about it all the time. Like it's a roller coaster. And, you know, that is kind of like what happens when you don't have a, you know, a clear, defined plan. Um, I am not of the mindset of like working things out until they're, you know, all, all the issues are flushed out because you're always just going to have more issues that come Mm -hmm. up. So I'm more of like a, you know, leap and then look, (laughs) build, build the plane on the way down. Um, and you know, sometimes you crash and I think that it was, it all led to where I am now, but it was, it was tough emotionally to be like, okay, yeah, I'm literally shutting, shutting the door here. Did it feel like it was a failure? That's why? I felt like it was a waste of energy, you know, Mm. like had I just started with what I really wanted to do on day one and like fully believe that this was a need and it was, there was a, there was a fit here, you know, I could have had more energy. And I know this is like a funny thing coming from me because I am pretty high energy, but like (laughs) during COVID, it's like, you know, I think I'm right now feeling like that I'm just like realizing what we all went through, you know, and I'm finally, yeah. people are finally coming back into Peyton Sip and, you know, that business certainly took a hit badly. So it's like, you know, I pivoted, but, you know, you have to keep pivoting. Correct. You have to keep reinventing Correct. the wheel and it's mm-hmm. just, it's, um, it's exhausting. So I would say that that like shutting down the cafe was, it was also just like rem- made me remember having to close paint and sip in Latham, which we closed, you know, at the end of the day, that rent was way more expensive than downtown Saratoga, surprisingly wow, enough. really? And it was a totally different vibe, you know, like it was suburbs, it wasn't downtown, so it was yeah. just like a totally different thing, and having to shut that down was, it just like brought back all those memories. I didn't even realize that that was your shop. I I actually did something there with my my girlfriend. We did a... Uh, Saturday night oh, type fun. of thing a couple of years ago. So yeah. So the real yeah. question is: right the painting at, still hanging? Yeah, ah, actually it is. It's up right. at my um, little camp, and it's a uh, it was friends themed. So it was the sofa perfect. and the fountain. Oh, yeah. and oh, cool. So it was yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. See, what, what you said, Catherine, there it just resonates with me because I know you like to talk about kindness and collaboration as kind of the end and for economic development. But I think that coffee shop was part of that story, mm. although you had to kind of shut it and kind of. Put, to put it to another path for a community member and I would go through and I had many coffees there with lots of folks but I think it's still part of that process to get you where you are today mm-hmm. like you wouldn't necessarily yeah. well you might have had energy to go elsewhere that energy was focused in on there and it created something for other folks to create embellish get to connect and collaborate and work together and just form relationships so don't yeah, discredit mean, that I think there's a lot also, of wins out of that oh yeah like I, I don't want it to sound like I'm you know who is me because <laughs> I'm fine I'm fine everything's good but like also that that also stemmed from like the landlord I just had run into him and it was like back to relationships I just knew the guy you know and the business was going out of business it was like a dress shop and I was like well Jim that shouldn't even be a dress shop that is like it's like such a cute little patio area like make that a coffee shop that's what it should be we need more coffee on this block you know right, and that's right. and then I just like kept connecting the dots and one thing led to another and you know so now that that place is a coffee shop I still get coffee there around the corner from my house and it's all good but um so you know I like to think of myself as like a little bit of a like a mini economic developer you know yeah. like that should be a coffee shop somebody's gonna <laughs> no, do it there there go. no one's gonna yeah. do it I guess I'll do it and then we'll hand it off and then to we'll somebody. get someone else love yeah. it love it well, it's, it, it's funny with the coffee shop theme being an example of you know, <laughs> trials and tribulations <laughs> because uh, years ago I did co-own another coffee shop 
and it was done in collaboration with a uh, now former client. Um, <laughs> and I thought, okay, you know, it'd be kind of great. Always wanted to own a coffee shop since like college. Um, and so we found a place right on Delaware Avenue in Albany. And at first, it seemed great, good partner. I've known him for a while, and every step of the way, it's got worse and worse and worse. I was putting the bill for all the fit up, um. and it was just fraying. You know, we were good friends too, and it frayed the the friendship on top of that yeah. um, to the point where it was severely affecting how I was able to work with clients at Relentless. Mm. Um, so I, I, you know, I th- said at different times like gave suggestions. They were they were immediately knocked down. I said, hey, we should probably add. Beer, wine, and cider because the movie theater is right next door. No, it'll never work. Whatever. So, after about a year, got out of there, um, and then discovered that he never filed any taxes. So that was a whole other thing too, right? It was a gift that kept on giving. Um, the gift, right? <laughs> and, and so um, here's the thing. So then um, that shop eventually closed, and turns out somebody did go in there. They did do beer, wine, and cider. It's a smashing success there. <laughs> so it required like going through those trials and tribulations, learning about that process. So therefore, it's like, okay, don't do this. Don't do this. Find the right people, and then let's try it again for motor oil, right? And that's how it happened. I have yeah. one other small flat mm-hmm. tire um, on the relentless side. So we had worked with this one cl- uh, client, uh, national client, and the end of 2019 on Boxing Day, uh, okay, yep. they, they gave mm-hmm. us at least Christmas. They told we're, we're done for, for the following year. It was December 2019. And they represented 44% of our billings. Oh, my okay. And so we had to figure this out. Me and my business partner, people came back after um, holiday break. Uh, and then we found that some of our employees were then going to work with the client. Okay, <gasps> no. so there, it was a whole cataclysmic That's thing, right? Ugly. So we're like, we gotta f- figure out this whole. We assured the rest of our team, like, we're fine. We will persevere. Then three months later, COVID happened, and then we became a resource for a lot of different companies mm-hmm. and businesses. Some former clients, current clients, and some prospective clients on trying to interpret guidance on the federal and state level. And we and we were able to recover pretty quickly in, in that era. But it was just like, you know, both of those times, exhausting. And I, I think you know, for the three of us, I, I, actually everybody here, you know, in this room, you know, we all understand those points of perseverance and to be able to work through it. And we use those lessons to be able to kind of figure out the next big thing from there. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Agree. So we have to wrap up soon. I'm very sad. Crazy. It went fast, yeah, didn't it? Fast. Yeah. But I had asked you all to come with a question for mm-hmm. Tom and I. So if we can do this in like a lightning round format, mm-hmm. I think that's probably going to keep us on time because everybody knows how I am about time. And then I have people whispering in my ear, you've you got four minutes left. So okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to start with Joe. All right. So because I'm a little bit quirky with this. So I <laughs> put my are. shirt on, one button here, one button here, in the middle, up top. How do you two? Every you time? Ever, That's yes. legit? Yes, it's legit. Yeah, and it's I don't, not I don't a good, put it up or and, down. Yeah. All right, so hold on. <laughs> I'm just going to say <laughs> it is not a good system because dude misses buttons. <laughs> and the first meeting we ever had is coming out now, Joe. You did it. I wasn't going to bring it up, but it's coming out now, I, buddy. I wanted you to bring it up because <laughs> Literally the sits down in front of me, and I'm short. Joe's tall. Mm-hmm. He's across from me. The seats aren't level, and I'm looking at his chest, and I literally see chest hair sticking <laughs> yeah. out of his shirt. And I had gone and to I three other like, press conferences that morning. Dude, prior. dude. Oh. Yeah. 
I thought as a, as a guy, you're supposed to start at the bottom, right? I Isn't that how you were taught? I'm gonna let I, I don't do a lot of button-up yeah. shirts. I do a lot of slip over my yeah. head. Yeah, and I, do I, I pop my, my collar. That's, I'm a pop my collar. You are, you are a popped collar person. What is that? That's like the old Nike polo my question to you is what allergies do you have what do you struggle with because i i went and got I, I have allergies. I've been getting shots for years. Well, for some years now. Do you need her fingerprints um, too? And no, social security I'm just number? wondering because I'm allergic to everything. I'm allergic to the the worst problem is the thing I'm most allergic to is dust. Oh, and me dust too. I am too. Freaking everywhere. Yep, yep. And so, and then um, mildew and yep. mold spores yep. are my triggers, which are freaking everywhere. everywhere. Yes, yes. So I went to the doctor because I was like, I was having these terrible sinus headaches. And I said, well, my daughter thinks I'm taking too many medicines because she thinks she knows everything after one year of pharmacy school. <laughs> um, she actually does know a lot. So I can't wait for her to be a pharmacist. But anyway, and the doctor is like, I'm going to add another one. And so I'm on three. And if you, ca- if you count Benadryl, four. Mm, mm. But um, mm. if that does that did work. I started, um, well, I have Allegra, Nasacort, and then there's another one. I can't remember the name of Singular. 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 Yep, yep, yep. The Singular took away my headaches. Mm. And I was having terrible sinus headaches. But if, if, if for some reason they start to get worse again, I'm, go- I'm actually going to go to the doctor and see about the shots because I'm, I'm dying. No, I, I was like that. I was, I'm allergic to everything. Like when they do the test, every yeah. single thing popped up. Me too. I had, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's I'm ridiculous. Like, we found these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're going to have to take you in. But, uh, and, and so I struggled with that. I never had the headaches though, but my eyes, my congestion, I'm actually a little congested right now. And, um, and the allergy shots have been working, though. I've come right, a long good way. Good to know. Because so someone else told me they had them when they were a child, and they were life-changing, and I need life-changing right now. Because it's last week with the smoke, oh, yeah, I, yeah, killed, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I'm dying. I'm definitely with you. And I didn't realize how bad it was until it was really bad. 100% so. with you. And then one question for you, too, Tom. Yeah. Um, so someone, someone introduced me to work you were doing outside of this work. Um, yes. Yes. And so I just wanted to know, like, what what's your uh, what what are you doing in that space, and what's your goal, like your long term goal? My long term goal. My goal is to. So I I run a small business. It's just me and supported by a lot that you know, Miriam might. That was one of the things coming on board. It's called Build Better Culture. And so my impetus behind that is to help people build better. Like you have a culture, make it better. Doesn't need to be the best. Yeah, you want it to be the best. Make a little bit better. People will want to stay just a little bit more. Instead of two people lost in a year, you only lost one. 
right? And that that's a trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that that hit me. So I'll give credit back to Paul Kelly because you know the, the the thought process behind this from way beyond my staffing years was in publishing, and there's a management mm-hmm. training program and just kind of seeded that piece. You train your frontline managers how to do things better, more people will stay. And when I left that organization, all my sales team, their numbers just started to go down mm-hmm. and people were kind of, well, he wasn't that good because they all dumped. And I'm like, no, 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 they all went down because he left. That's right. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I like that, thank you. Right. And so I've, I've always tucked that feather in the back of my head, but I wanted to share that knowledge, right? You don't need everything, one thing. Like I had a, I had a presentation recently and mm-hmm. you know, I read the reviews after and I thought it was pretty good and one of them said, meh. And it took me like weeks to be like- To get over that one. To right. get over right. that yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but it, it, it it's real though. Like, you can't affect everybody. Agree, agree. You, you, I, I know I connected with several that thought, hey, this this message hit home. So, yeah, thanks. Nice little plug. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so you and you do. It's the culture talk stuff, so right? Yeah. So you are you hero? I'm a hero. I'm a big hero, caregiver, and creator. So plug in for my culture talk folks. And cat allergies is my thing. And so you, know, you can look up dogs are better than cat on Instagram because cats <laughs> suck. I hate cats. What I, am I? I'm not, You're a hero. I'm a hero too. You're a ruler. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it's not a bad thing, right? <laughs> yes. So you want to have culture talk conversations? Yeah. 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 It's really uh, awesome stuff. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Thanks. That's, that's like we, you know, I was introduced that to that when we first met mm-hmm. through um, a business development group with. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Up in Saratoga, and um, and yeah, it's like I still think about all that stuff all the time, and hiring for that, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, you yep. you may not. Be able to work with somebody that's a hero. It's true. Because it might step on your toes. Very true. That, that never happens at all. All right, never happens. <laughs> okay, you my question is like, one. is there going to be a season two? Oh, <laughs> HR in the car? That wasn't that's even a nice scripted. Segue. Thank you so much. Do you keep it going? I mean, you do. Yes. You do keep it the, going. The right? answer is yes. And if it's for nothing else, that this selfish reason is, is I'm having way too much fun yeah, doing this to stop. And the feedback so far has been fantastic. And he and I, I think we got a good thing going. Yep. I, he and I have such a great relationship. I truly love this guy. Not to work with him, he's, his birthday was last week. So I was like, you are like one of the greatest guys I know. And I mean that sincerely. So to do this with him and to keep talking to people like you, absolutely, yes. We're already starting our list, so if you have suggestions, yes, we, we want to hear them. We do really need it. people. Well, have you had your colleague Lauren Valentine on the show? Because she, I met her last week <laughs> or the week before that. She is pretty spectacular. You know, one of the things we might consider doing um, for the next season is pull in maybe some Alant people. Uh, but the purpose of it is to put the spotlights on other businesses, other community leaders, and the good that's happening around us. Yeah. So maybe... But um, but thank you for saying that because I think Lauren is a freaking rock star. Yeah, we feel you know, like we I get just, episodes with her every day. So. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> I do really so, do. So. I do yeah. want to point out that a lot of people, you know, think well, Smallbany. Yeah. yeah, I said mm-hmm. it. I said it. Smallbany, but it's, it's like it's. I think it's such a strength to have a close knit collaborative community. Like you know, maybe you saw or you could have seen Tom as a competitor. You could have. You know, what I'm saying like, yeah. Lauren worked for another company that that you know she works for you. So I just think it's awesome. You never know when people are going to land. Exactly. So you got to just be kind to everybody. Damn it. Well, you know what? Thank you. Be a good human. It's not hard to be a good human and be kind. Mm And on that note, I'm going to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This I didn't know where this conversation was going to go, but I think this was car horn. 
fucking fantastic. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> 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 amazing. Yeah. Agree. Thank so, you. Agreed. Thank you so Agreed. much. Than